Good day to you, fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. I want to, uh, to mention something to you all that uh, was brought to my attention uh, on um, th- this was presented, a House Resolution number 835 um, in the Pennsylvania General Assembly. And uh, I, w- I want to read this resolution. It's going to take a little while because it's written like resolutions are written. But it is worth the trouble. And I know you will get that as I read it. Designated, designating March 30th. 2020 as a state day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer in Pennsylvania. So that's tomorrow. Whereas on March 30th, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln proclaimed April 30th, 1863, as a national day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer, And whereas, since March 11th, 2020, the United States has been in a time of crisis, and whereas during the pandemic of 2020 and the ensuing uncertainty and anxiety of this time, Pennsylvanians may be uh, comforted by turning to a day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer, as well as the wise words of our great President Abraham Lincoln, and whereas... The House of Representatives devoutly recognizes the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, and whereas it is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their their dependence upon the overruling power of God, to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow, and whereas with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon, and to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord, And whereas, insomuch as we know that by His divine law, nations like individuals are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world, and whereas we may not justly fear that the awful calamity, the pandemic which now desolates this commonwealth may be put Uh, be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. And whereas we have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven, and we have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity, and whereas we have grown in numbers. Hallelujah. Wealth and power as no other nation has ever grown. And whereas, but we have forgotten God, and we have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And 
Whereas we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. And whereas, intoxicated with unbroken success, we become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us, and whereas it behooves us then to humble ourselves before, before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Therefore, be it resolved that the House of Representatives designate March 30th, 2020 as a state day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer in Pennsylvania. And be it further resolved that the House of Representatives request that all Pennsylvanians abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their respective homes in keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties proper to that solemn occasion. And be it further resolved that we then rest humbly in the hope authorized by the divine teachings that the united cry of the nations will be heard on high and answered with blessing no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. Isn't that an amazing resolution presented by... Uh, uh, by one of the members of our uh, house in the Pennsylvania. And so uh, I think uh, this one, uh, last name Horowitz, I believe, is the name. And I'm grateful that she presented this. Uh, Borowitz, that's what it is. Introduced by B-O-R-O-W-I-C-Z. And uh, thank you representative for such a wonderful resolution. I want to encourage you to join um, us in, in, in prayer and fasting and believing God for a turnaround for our nation and for our state. And you, you recognize that she stated this with humiliation, fasting, and prayer. I think all of those elements are, are necessary elements to make this something that is valid and, and something that will have benefit to us as a nation and as a people. And so I want to encourage you to join us in this time of prayer and fasting. We will be having our, uh, um, our, our uh, pantry open tomorrow. Um, so I want to encourage you, uh, if you know somebody, to get in touch with them, as Minister Nick has already stated uh, earlier, that you will get in touch with them. Let them know that we do have this going on. We want to bless and minister to our community during this difficult time. And I uh, want you to help us. In that regard, by praying and believing God, we'll have a few people here uh, tomorrow during that time frame. We'll be wearing masks and have gloves and stuff like that. We do what we have to do uh, to, to take good care. We've already loaded up some boxes. People did that yesterday as well. And so we're, we're expecting a crowd and want to be able to minister to people. I want you guys to do a special thing for me. Those of you that are online right now, I, I have mentioned that Pastor Amy is not feeling real well. Well, I, I want you to do something special for me. Uh, tomorrow is Pastor Amy's birthday. And uh, she turns 39 again for her 20th time. Um, 
she's, uh, she's 39 for her 20th time now <laughs> again, and uh, she's a wonderful woman, and I love her with all of my heart. Uh, but you, you take a little bit of time and, uh, and, and just wish her well. Uh, she's on Facebook. You can catch her. She's listening right now to me. I love you, baby. We prayed for you already, and we're trusting the Lord for your complete healing, and I want to wish you a happy birthday early uh, today. All right, I want to get into the word of the Lord. I've been excited to share this word with you because I want to bring some comfort to people that are struggling right now. Um, and I'm going to do something. It's going to be a huge blessing to those of you who've been in the church for a little, little while now. Uh, uh, similar to Pastor Amy and I that are celebrating our birthdays like we have and are. Mine was just a, a, over a month ago now. And... Uh, uh, but I, I'm going to start this off by singing the words to a hymn. It's going to shock a few of you. I know some of you young people, I'm going to wake you up now. But uh, uh, some of you folks that appreciate the uh, hymns, uh, there's a reason I'm bringing this one to you. And I want to sing it different than it's actually uh, that I learned it. Um, but I want to sing it with some passion and and, and I know it'll be a blessing to you because I want you to hear the words. I want you to hear the words to this hymn. Uh, there are so many powerful hymns, uh, and, and I love our courses and stuff, so I'm not putting down anything that we have or do. Um, I'm simply, whenever I was preparing for this message today, uh, I just could think of, I couldn't think of another hymn that was more powerful for this moment. The hymn is titled, A Shelter in the Time of Storm. The Lord's our rock, in Him we hide, a shelter in the time of storm. Secure whatever ill betide, a shelter in the time of storm. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. A weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land. A shelter in a time of storm. Listen to the second verse. A shade by day, defense by night. A shelter in the time of storm. No fears alarm, no foes affright, a shelter in the time of storm. I'm going to the third verse. The raging storms may round us beat, a shelter in the time of storm. Y'all can say that part when I get to it next time. We'll never leave our safe retreat. Shelter in the time of storm. Fourth verse. O rock divine, O refuge dear, a shelter in the time of storm. Be thou our helper ever near, a shelter in the time of storm. Come on, a few of you know this. O Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a weary land. A weary land, oh, Jesus is a rock in a weary land, a shelter in the time of storm. 
I wanted to bring that hymn to you because as I sat preparing my message this week, I just got thinking, i got to do something. i got to talk about God being a shelter, God being a rock, a place of refuge. And of course, the, our, hymns, our, our hymnals are full of those kinds of, of songs, but the, that's the one that came to my mind immediately. I have a quote to, for you from, uh, from one of my favorite preachers. I came to jerk the comma. I came to unveil the facts that you will never know you have faith until you've been in a good fight. That's from T.D. Jakes. I think it's safe to say we're in a fight. There's a raging battle for your faith life going on right now. I suspect many of you have been challenged. You've sat in your homes and, and you've thought, thought, wow, what, this, what is going on? What's happening around us? And, and as I said last week, that, that we need to learn to listen for the whisper of God. Right now we've got a brick going on. God's breaking through and people are listening to the Lord who never listened to the Lord. People who are weak in their relationship with God or distant from God right now, they've been woke up. It's possible there's a few of you that are not afraid. Yet at the same time, you're locked inside your home and stuff's happening. Really weird, isn't it? I have to tell you that that, uh, the couple of times I've come into the office this week, it's It's strange, you get on the highway, (laughs) Route 22, and I could be here in 10 minutes. That just doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. And uh, driving by the mall, seeing an empty parking lot, never happened. And so it's strange. And even if your, your faith is strong, it's strange, isn't it? And, and those of us even who, 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 uh, who are strong in faith and confidence in the Lord and God has kept us and given us strength and we're going on and, and, and life has normality for us from a faith perspective, we're being challenged to pray for those who are in a different place. Not looking down our noses at people. God knows where people are at and what their situation is. There's someone listening to me right now thinking, do I really have faith? I mean, I'm weak right now. Things aren't working right for me now. And wherever you find yourself on this faith spectrum today, I want to help you climb higher. That's my goal. That's why I sing that hymn. And you can, whether or not the hymn meant anything to you, you can't miss the words. Jesus is a rock in a weary land. And I trust whatever's going on, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're feeling in your heart and in your life right now, that God, you know He is faithful. He can only be faithful. He will be a rock in your weary land. I want you to hear me say these words today. I want these to ring true for you today. If God can part the waters of a sea 
for a weary people trapped. If God can shut the mouth of lions, if God can disrupt a vast army set to annihilate the people of God with nothing but rain, He can foil the attempts of the enemy to destroy the church. And when Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, you better believe we're not going down now. There ain't no virus going to take out the church or the work of the church. Just like we're coming to you right now, we're coming to you in a different form. You're sitting in your home right now. And listen, last week's broadcast, I think we had 2,600 views or more at this stage on last week's broadcast. So, yeah, it's a different platform, but we're still reaching into homes and into your life. And I trust that right now, wherever you are, you sense the Holy Spirit like I do right here in this spot. I trust that when we were doing, when we were in our worship time, that you sense the presence of God. I don't care if it's lonely in your home. I don't care if you're, you're struggling with some difficulty and you don't like it and I don't like it either. I can tell you that right now. I live with a couple of millennials in my house and they got bored yesterday. They had about enough. And, and so I get it. I get it. We're not used to this, but, But I'll remind you what I said last week. I'll take you back to what I said just last week. Take this time. Get alone with God. Grow in your intimacy with God. Come on, church. You don't have no excuses now that I'm so busy, that I've got too much, that I've got to tend to, things I've got to get to. Come on. Cut that stuff out of your life. If this tells you anything, slow down for a moment and love on Jesus. Run to your rock, your fortress. That's your place of refuge. He'll bring you strength. He'll bring you courage. Psalm 94, verse 22. If you want to turn there, I'll give you just a moment. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to hold your Bibles. Keep them handy, because coming to you in this platform, you've got to be ready to get to the Word of God. I typically have these posted for the folks that are in-house on our uh, screens. But right now, this you're going to have to get into your own, into the Word. Psalm 94, verse 22 says, But the Lord is my fortress. My God is the mighty rock where I hide. Come on, somebody say, He's a mighty rock. Thank you. The few of you that are here this morning that are they're scattered way apart from one another, except if they're married or family. And uh, thank you for coming, and y'all sounding like there's Four times as many of you as there are. Thank you. Use your, your Holy Ghost inspired voice to say amen. amen. But the Lord is my fortress. This is a picture of God as a Jericho like fortress. It was considered impenetrable aside from God's direct intervention. 
Jericho stood as this impenetrable fortress. And, and you may be thinking, but why would you use that, Pastor? Uh, but because we know that the walls of Jericho fell. It fell because God made it fall. And in this case, we're talking about God being that kind of fortress. If He can make Jericho come down with just people walking around shouting and, and blowing trumpets, He can make it so that you can stand no matter what army is marching around you. COVID-19 may be at your doorstep, but it'll not come nigh you. You can stand by faith on the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, trusting God. Hallelujah. During these tumultuous times, it's good to know that we can put our confidence in our all-powerful God. Lord is my fortress. God's not shaken by coronavirus. He don't care what the name or title it is, what people have given it. God's not shaken. He's not moved by this. This isn't getting God in some place of, oh no, I got to do something different. No, no, God's still God. A fortress represents solid protection. Write that down in your notes you're taking. A fortress represents solid protection. Protection. God is my fortress, the psalmist says. My God is the mighty rock where I hide. Has your world been shaken? Paul speaks of believers having Jesus Christ as our firm foundation. He said in 1 Corinthians 3.11, For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have. Somebody shout hallelujah. You have Jesus as your firm foundation. The Lord's still leading us to green pastures and beside still waters. Psalm 23 is still real. Most of us equate hiding with a game. Like playing hide and seek. But here the psalmist reminds us that God's our safe place to take refuge or hide. You can trust Him. You can depend upon Him. And so, I'll say it this way again. God is my fortress. God's not only my fortress. That was my first main point, by the way. Typically, again, you have notes that you can use to take these things. And, but we don't have our staff here like normal to do some of those things that we normally do. Hallelujah. Y'all pray for, for uh, our dear, one of our dear office workers who's in Liberia for however long now. Our sister Alma. Lord, bless Alma. Give her strength. Use her mightily while she's there in Liberia, Lord Jesus. Help her, strengthen her, encourage her. In the powerful name of Jesus. By the way, we've, we've had a couple of our people tested for COVID-19, and I'm grateful to say that I heard from two people this week that they're uh, negative. You don't have COVID-19, so... A couple of our dear people. All right. So, God, second point today, God, my tower of refuge. That's Roman numeral two. For those of you who like taking notes, God, 
my refuge, tower of refuge. Listen to Isaiah 25, verse 4. Write that down if you're taking notes. Isaiah 25, verse 4 puts it this way. But you are a tower of refuge to the poor. Come on, somebody. Oh, Lord, a tower of refuge to the needy in distress. You are a refuge from the storm and a shelter from the heat. For the oppressive acts of ruthless people are like a storm beating against a wall. God is shouting into this historical moment. Now, there are moments when you feel like and you need God to whisper in the quietness. You need it. But God's not whispering right now. He's shouting right now. This is not a gentle moment. Even the spiritually weakest or faithless individual must admit God is not silent or quiet right now. I know people will be debating and we'll be debating it till Jesus raptures us out of here, but that, that, you know, did God send this? I'm not one of those that will jump on that bandwagon and say God sent it. I don't think that something so evil can come from God. I do know that God is opportunistic and will utilize and use anything, anything that he can use for his glory and his goodness. I want you to recognize him as your tower of refuge, one you can turn to, one you can depend upon, that you can trust in the Lord, no matter what's going on. And, 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 and this is changing our society. It is changing the way people look at things. And so clearly, God has the attention of people that don't typically listen to him. Even those of us going about our business as believers, it's, he's waking the church up. I've often referred to the church as the sleeping giant. We're not asleep. You young people will say it that way, right? Been woke! It's happened in, in our lives. It's happened in this time. We, the church has been woke. All of the things that the whole of society run to, they've been shaken. So everything that our society runs to has been shaken. You know it's bad when you hear doctors dying, taking care of people. It's everything. Everything that people have put their confidence in has people shaken. And yeah, I know, I know you'll see uh, some people out running about doing business as usual like nothing's going on, but also it can't, you can't think of it like it's business as usual and nothing's going on because everything is different. Go in line, I, I was at Walgreens one day this week and it's weird watching people standing six feet from one another. You know, line going way out the back of the store. Up and down rows because there have to be six feet from one. And this is different. God has our attention right now. God still stands as a tower of refuge. To the poor, this scripture speaks to you. The needy in distress, God shouts, I'm here for you. 
It's beautiful that amidst all of the ugly that's happening right now in, in our world, it's uh, what I keep hearing the reports. I hope you're watching some of the reports and you see some of the good stuff that's coming out of this. People, companies rising up, people getting free stuff. We, I mean, even tomorrow, we're doing it again. We already served 70 families last week. 70 families, more than 70 families over the course of last week, we served them food. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Amid all of this ugly stuff, the church was able to serve food. And we'll do it again tomorrow. Listen to this verse from Scripture. Each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a parched land. That's Isaiah 32, verse 2. And what he's talking about in that passage is that the Lord would, would appoint princes. And that this was a literal event. That, that there would be princes that would serve as, as a, uh, like being in the shadow of a great rock, taking care of those in need at the time. But that's what the church has become right now in the midst of all of this ugly. We're like providing water for those who are thirsty and in a parched land. And a place of refuge. That's being the church. The church is being the church. It's God's work. We're participating in God's work, taking care of those. Jesus Himself said when He when He when He announced Himself in Luke chapter four. I've come to deliver those who are oppressed. I've come for the poor. I've come for the bound. Right now, the church is standing like Jesus saying, look, we'll help you out. We'll do what we can. We'll be there as, as we can. You don't have to have money. You show up here tomorrow and you need food, we're going to get you food. And we'll give you food as long as we got food. And when it's gone, it's gone, but we'll give it away. God's blessed us. God's blessed this church. And the, the uh, second harvest who, who supplies us food just simply said, look, we'll give you food. We'll give you more food. Give that food out, we'll give you more food. We typically have to pay minimal for it. And we had to pay nothing for this. So like we got it, we'll give it. Freely have you received, freely give. That's the work that Jesus called us to. I want you to recognize that God is a safe tower during the storm. It's a safe place to run to. Have you ever been caught in a storm? Last year I remember, and I don't remember what store I was in, but uh, when I went into the store, it was not raining. But when I was ready to leave, it was Pouring, pouring. And there I stood thinking, you don't have an umbrella. There's a, it's great. It's sitting out there in your vehicle. That's a great place for your umbrella to be right now. Caught in a storm. Maybe uh, you've had that happen to you somewhere sometime before. We had such a mild winter, you can't remember what it's like to be caught in a snowstorm. This year, but, but, but somewhere in the past, you remember what that's like. God is a safe place when there is turmoil around you. Yeah. 
That's why I'm bringing this word to you today. God is a safe place when there is turmoil around you. Come on, somebody. If he must come into the fiery furnace with you, he'll be there. Hallelujah. Listen to these words once again. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Psalm 139, 7 through 10. Even there. What's that saying? That's saying that no matter where you are, no matter what your story is, no matter what your situation is, whether you're feeling really great or you're feeling miserable right now, whether you're stuck in your home or you actually are one of those few people that have to still go to work and such, God is with you. Yes. Prophet Isaiah my, my starting verse for this section in Isaiah 25, verse 4, he, he is stating that the fact that even when ruthless people are involved, God becomes a wall of protection. Listen to it again. For the oppressive acts of ruthless people are like a storm beating against a wall. Who's the wall? Jesus! He stands as your firm foundation as a solid support during your struggle. Let me bring this thing to a conclusion today. And I want you, if you're taking notes, write it down this way. Put it in quotes this way. In, in the conclusion, I want you to put this in quotes. I gift you peace. Put it in quotes that way. I gift you peace. John 14, 27 puts it this way. I am leaving you with a gift. That's the New Living Translation. I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Love that passage. John 14, 27. You ought to have that right there on your mirror. You ought to have it on your refrigerator. And you think of it this way, and you'll remember it this way. I gift you peace. This passage starts from the negative position, though, doesn't it? Usually when, we, when someone tells us they are leaving, it's not a good thing. That's how he starts the verse. I am leaving. <laughs> and, 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 but, and, and most often when we love somebody, we don't, we'd rather have them than any gift they may give us, right? Yeah, you better say amen to that one. We, we'd rather have them than the gift, but Jesus is different. That's why I say it. I gift you peace. He's, he's different, isn't he? he? He leaves differently. He said it's, a, it's expedient. It's important. I must go away. He may be leaving, but he's leaving himself in a different form. In, a, in this case, a better form, because he's always with us by a spirit and power. 
He's leaving himself in a better form. I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift. In other words, I am with you. I am in you. And that's different, but it's better. Because I'm in you. So he says, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what's your story. I don't know what you're feeling right now. But I know as I speak this word that life is coming to people as they hear the word of God reminding them that Jesus is your strong tower. He's your place of refuge. He's your strength. He will lift you. Now, instead of being near you on occasion, Jesus is saying, I am with you. I am in you. Somebody say, hallelujah. And this is a gift of which we'll never tire. You know how you parents, the, the, the few of you that are here and some of you that are listening to me right now, you know how you bought gifts for your children and you were all excited about the gift you got them. You were all excited about it. How many of you had that last for about an hour? That they were excited about it. And they broke something or whatever and it was useless. I got so excited about, y'all remember those old big, they still make them, big styrofoam airplanes? The big old styrofoam airplane and you could, yeah, I got, I was so excited to get one for my birthday once. I was so excited I am not kidding you. I did this. Threw it. It went out and went and broke the nose. Just one flight. One flight. I had to put tape on it. Now it already looked like it had been in a battle and lost. But this gift is a gift of which you will never tire if we truly allow Jesus to transform or renew our minds, we will have a peace that cannot be shaken. Come on, let the powerful Word of God take root in your hearts. So wherever you are on this faith spectrum today, I'm trying to pull you up. Use the Word of God for what is its greatest value. Let Jesus Come alive in you strong. He is the bread of life. I remind you of something I said earlier in the week or last Sunday. I said it these, this way that you have to, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part with me. And that's Jesus saying, you've got to take me in really. I'm not some sort of pseudo-idol that sits on a shelf. Jesus is different. And that's why when he spoke those words, they had a different level of import to the people that were listening to him. When he makes the statement, you have to eat my body, he's saying, consume me. Like our joy, this is a peace that emanates from our inner person. And when you have Jesus really in you, when you have the Holy Ghost fully in you, when you have Jesus living in your life and, 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 and represented by you eating or consuming Him, then your peace will 
just well up in you because he's in you. You've seen that bumper sticker and no peace, no Jesus. And the spelling of no that matters in this case. K-N-O-W, no peace. No, K-N-O-W, Jesus. If you know Jesus, you know peace. So this is based on who Jesus is in us. And if you do not have eternal peace that comes from a relationship with, G- with the Lord, I want you to change that now. So you're listening to me. Some of you will hear this message. I know everyone in this place, in this place with me right now, and I know they're safe. So I'm talking to people that are going to be listening to this either today live or perhaps somewhere down the line. You can catch us both on, uh, uh, if there are blips and bleeps in this, you can catch us on YouTube. I was supposed to say that up front. I apologize, Pastor Mackay, you tried to remind me. But uh, yeah, I forgot that. And she's now behind me. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, but in any case, you can catch us both YouTube and Facebook. I want you to hear this today. If you don't have eternal peace, if your faith is in a fight right now, if it seems like you're losing the battle, let the peace of God and the covering of His Word bring you supernatural peace. Now that's, that's for you believers, those of you who have walked with Christ and, 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 and you may be fumbling a bit, but you're walking with Christ and doing your best. If your peace has been lacking right now, come on, take your, go run to your tower of refuge. If you have Jesus in your heart, if you have Jesus in your life, you can know supernatural peace. If there's a chance you're listening to this preacher this morning and your world is shaken, maybe somebody in your home or somebody you love is is very sick, almost invariably there's somebody that you know that is struggling on some level. And it may be about COVID-19. But you're, you're not walking with Jesus. I want you to turn to Him today. Would you pray this prayer with me right now? If you don't know Jesus, pray this prayer with me right now in this moment. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I give myself to you, Lord. I'm yours. From this moment forward, I'm yours. I want to know you so that I may know peace and have real peace as a possession. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant business with the Lord, there are a couple of things I want you to do. I want you to recognize that. I want you to say so. You can do it on Facebook. You can let us know. There are multiple ways you can give us your testimony. You can also call the church at 610-865-0577. Not right now, but during the week. You can call right now and leave a message. 
But I, I just want you to, to let us know that, you're, that you've come to Christ, that you prayed the prayer of faith to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, because I need to let you know what you do next. When we start having church, you need to be coming to church. If you're somewhere in the distance so that you can't come here, go to a good Bible-believing church in that area where they present Jesus as one and only Savior. And if you're a believer right now, but you're struggling in your faith, I want to pray for you for just a moment. Father, I ask you to minister to, to the body of Christ. And I'm not lecturing people, Lord, not in this moment, that they ought to think differently, that they ought to know better. Lord, I want you to meet people like you always do where they are. And so, Lord, minister to men, women, and even young people that are under the sound of my voice, that are listening to me right now in this moment. God, minister to them. Strengthen them. Bless them. Care for them. Show them that you're their tower of refuge. You're a strong tower. A place where we can find peace, where we can take a rest, and where we can have confidence. And the storm may be raging all around us, but, but God, you're our strong tower and you'll keep them. So minister to people, whatever their story, whatever their situation, however good, bad, or difficult it is, touch them, I pray, in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. It's been wonderful to be with you today, this way. And I look forward to when we can get back together. I know that at least by Resurrection Sunday on April, April the 12th, I believe is the date, We'll have a great worship service. It's going to be great. Won't it be great to get back together? Uh, the one interesting thing that's happened in all of this is what people have been taking for granted, they're not taking for granted now. You long for touch. You long for being around people now, don't you? And even those people that irritate you, you're willing to put up with them right now, ain't, they? ain't you? Listen, we love you. We miss you. I'm looking forward to seeing you face to face and greeting you on that day when we get to have a good warm hug. I'm looking forward to that day. But in the meantime, you can catch us this way um, through Facebook Live post. Again, Wednesday night at 7, we'll be here with you. And uh, Pastor Mackay, I know, has put out some stuff for the youth. And we'll continue to reach you as best we can in all of these platforms. You can also find us on YouTube Live. Right now, you should be right in this moment. So God bless you. Love you. We'll see you. Everybody here shout, see you later. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 
865-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here in taking the gospel, not only to the Lehigh Valley, but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.